How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Only Fee Only podcast. And as always, thank you so much for being here. We are in store for a great episode today because we talked to Abby Morton, who is the head of community and culture at Elements, which is the Elements financial monitoring system. A lot of you have probably heard about it, but it was really cool to listen to her talk about what Elements is, what Elements is not, what it's good for. And I felt like she was really transparent. I mean, a lot of times when you're talking to somebody about a product that they're representing, it's, hey, it's good for everything. You know, this is going to be the perfect solution to every single thing that you're ever going to do in your life. And she said, hey, look, this is who we are. This is who we're not. This is what we should be used for. We're great for getting new clients. We're great for helping the onboarding process. We're great for helping advisors grow. And so I really loved hearing about Elements. I also loved hearing about Abby's story, but her transparency was off the chart. Really appreciate you, Abby. Here is Abby Morton on the Only Fee Only podcast. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Only Fee Only podcast. I'm Peter Travolo. I'm here with my co-host, Brock. How's it going today, Brock? Oh, it's beautiful, Petey. I'm glad to be here with you, buddy. Likewise, man. And today, we have Abby Morton on, who's the head of community and culture at Elements. And we look really forward to having her share her story and also what they're doing at the awesome company, which is Elements. So, Abby, welcome to the Only Fee Only podcast. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm so happy to be on. Likewise. And I know Brock was just on your guys' podcast, so this is kind of a sequel, if you will. Yes. But... For those who have not listened to that podcast and for those who do not know what Elements is and who Abby Morton is, you want to give a quick overview of who you are, what Elements yeah. is, and what you guys are doing? Yeah, definitely. So we'll start with a little bit about me and my background. Um, outside of college, I actually went and worked for Goldman Sachs for five years and did the probably the most boring job I could ever do, analyzing businesses. Uh, decided after five years it wasn't for me and decided, you know, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. So actually was a stay-at-home mom after I had my second kid and also then decided being a stay-at-home mom is the hardest job that I will ever do and decided, you know, I need to work. Like I need to get back into the workforce. I'm going to be a better mom if I'm working uh, while I'm also raising my family. So I decided to get back into the field. But instead of just going and finding some random job, I was like, I want a career, right? I want something I'm passionate about. And I always had this desire to be in the personal finance realm. Uh, that's really what I liked in college. I just didn't have a path to do that in college. And so decided to get in. I went back to school and I got my CFP and I was actually going to be a financial advisor um, and kind of take that career path. Um, so right after I took my CFP, I got hired at Dentist Advisors, which is the RIA that Reese create or started um, and is still around and exists today. But that's where he created Elements. And after working at Dentist Advisors for a couple of years, uh, Reese decided to start a software company called Elements and took what he was doing at Dentist Advisors and sell it um, as a piece of tech for other financial advisors to use. Uh, and just being associated with Dentist Advisors, I was really passionate about what Elements was and what we were creating. I found so much value at Dentist Advisors using the Elements like system and methodology. And I thought like, this is going to change the world. I was super excited about it. So when they asked me to jump over to the Elements team, actually in a marketing role, I jumped at the opportunity for a long time. I actually had dual roles. I still played the financial advisor role, but I also then shared the marketing role. 
um, over time, my roles have changed. And now, like you said in the intro, I sit as our head of community and culture. So today, I just am in charge of making for sure our people at Elements are happy and our customers at Elements are happy as well. So it's like a really fun job, a mix of a number of different things. Um, I couldn't be happier with with the role and like where Elements is going. And I really think like we're on this path to change the world. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, you guys are doing an unbelievable job and you can't go anywhere without hearing about Elements. You got the couch, you got Carl Richards, Reese. Obviously, (laughs) you guys have a star-studded crew. Um, You being a part of that. I'm curious when you were, because a lot of people are, will have heard something about elements, but I, I want the inside scoop here on the Only Feel Only podcast, right? So, okay, when, yeah. When you, you have your CFP, your financial advisor, right? You were doing all that. So you have the mindset and you understand kind of the realm of financial planning. It's not like you just came in from, you know, another marketing firm and you're like, now you're doing marketing for elements, right? You actually have yeah. a background. So what were some of the things that you, thought when this was kind of in its pilot stage or its beta stage and you were looking at it to where you're like, wow, this is really ingenious and there's really something to this and and I'm just buying in all the way. Yeah. So the reason why I told you about my time at Goldman Sachs is because it actually kind of applies to why I think Elements is so impactful. So at Goldman Sachs, I was basically like an internal S&P and Moody's. I worked for the credit department. And when you do analysis on businesses, you have set KPIs and ratios and metrics that you look at to analyze a business, right? And if you're analyzing banks across the US, you'd compare them all the same, right? You'd like have the same KPIs and metrics. But in personal finance, there's not a set ratios and metrics and KPIs that an advisor would look at for a client, right? Every place you go does something different and puts the information for a client together differently, which is why I think end clients are often so confused about what financial planning is because there's no industry standard. So I love that Elements has given us that standard that any advisor can basically look at a scorecard, which is what makes Elements stand out is what we bring to the industry that's different. We've given financial advisors and their end clients 12 key financial vitals that helps them understand quickly where that client actually or even prospect is and allows you to be able to give them answers quickly to the questions that they have today to help that prospect be able to know like, do I even like working with this guy? What, you know, can they even help me at all? And I just think that buy-in and of itself is a way that helps advisors stand out and it helps, you know, us as a as a company stand out because there's some standardization that we can apply and like take forward. It like blows my mind that we didn't have that before. Hmm. Yeah. And just some quick facts. I mean, when was Elements founded? How long have you guys been around? Um, yeah. you know, what was the initial size of the company and like where are you guys at today? Yeah, so um It's very interesting. We actually hired the head developer in 2018. He got hired actually right before the month before I got hired at Dennis Advisors to come. And when he got hired, we weren't building what Elements is today. We didn't even actually know, right? So it took a good two years for Reese and this head developer, his name's David Weiss, to be able to figure out like, what are we building? What is it, right? We were just hired. I think originally like they were, he was hired to put together some video tool that we could use to communicate back and forth with our clients. Like it was that um, 
far off from like where we are today. And so um, I think over time, as we realized like what Reese had built at Dennis Advisors was really helping him serve his clients better, that the clients really resonated with it, that other advisors would really like the process and system of the 12 vitals. I think they really then latched onto that and, you know, kind of moved that forward. So I would kind of say in, in 2020 was really when Elements became its own company. We kind of split off from dentist advisors. A lot of employees that were at dentist advisors kind of moved over to Elements as well. Um, so that's probably a little bit about the time frame. So we've been around about two, two and a half years now. Okay. So when you guys, when you first started, what was kind of like the go-to-market plan? Obviously, you know, you guys have the cool booth and the, you know, the koozies and all the stuff that you guys do at the conferences. We've seen elements at the conferences. Um, but what was kind of the introduction? Obviously, you guys have become involved in different kind of organizations um, and, and kind of partnered with different organizations. But what has kind of that journey looked like from from the get go? I know that when we first started BC yeah. Brokerage, it was like, we got to grow this thing by all means necessary. And that's obviously evolved. So how has that changed for you guys? Yeah, I'm sure you can understand in any start, like we technically call ourselves a startup, right? In any startup culture, it's all about finding product market fit and making for sure you're giving the market really what they want and what they're asking for. So I would say two years ago, we were really selling ourselves as a financial planning tool, a replacement for e-money and right capital. Um, and we've learned over time that we're not a replacement for e-money and right capital. We will never do what e-money and right capital do. And we have no desire to do that, right? We are not projecting into the future. We're not providing investment assumptions and inflation assumptions. We're telling a client and a prospect, you know, we're telling the advisor where they stand today and helping give that advisor a good baseline as to knowing if they even need to go do that additional work and that additional analysis. So that's kind of where we've landed today is like, we're not a replacement, but we are a good tool to be used in conjunction with other financial planning tools. I like to say like, we are your diagnostic tool, right? Mm -hmm. We're your kind of first check for you to know if you even need to go and do the hours of work that it's going to take you to do to run those projections and to do that tax analysis that that you may need to do. But if you have your client or even your prospect in elements um, and you see their scores and you feel like they're healthy and in a good place, there's no reason for you to need to go and do hours of work, right? right. So we're saving the advisor time um, and helping them to be able to know, like, do we even need to move forward and doing all that extra work? Um, and I keep using client and prospect interchangeably because the other thing I think that we're really different today than we were two years ago is that Elements is a growth tool. We're helping advisors take leads that they already have in their, their pipeline and convert them to paying clients, right? So many advisors just market uh, to leads but the only way that lead can ever decide if they want to work with the advisor is to come and sit down in a meeting and give them two years worth of tax returns and all of this data, right? The DNA of their child, right? Like it's a lot of work and a lot of even back and forth conversations between the advisor. But with Elements, we're able to quickly, just by putting in their net worth, their income, um, just by putting in though and their spending, 
their scorecard is populated, and then an advisor can start to give a little bit of advice based on their situation and start to help the client understand or the pro- sorry, the prospect in that situation understand what financial planning truly is, right? I've liked this saying lately, they can try before they buy. Right. And I think that's so helpful for a prospect to be able to know like, oh, can they even answer my questions? And this is how they would be able to. And then to get a feeling of what it's like to know if they even want to move forward. So by doing financial planning that way, right? By having those conversations in advance of like signing a big agreement and getting all of these documents, they're able to even feel like, or they're able to know if it's even worth like moving forward. Yeah. I, I like that because it's like, uh, you can kind of compare it to the diagnostics to like going and getting your annual physical or your checkup, right? Exactly. Gonna yep, exactly. You're, you're going to breathe. They're going to do the stethoscope. They got to see what your blood pressure looks like. And then if something's out of whack, it's like, okay, we're going to need to do a deeper dive here. But I like right. that because it automatically creates a language that both the, both the clients and prospects speak and that the financial advisor speaks as well. Because I feel like one of the biggest challenging parts of the financial industry is all these buzzwords like fiduciary and do people actually know what a CFP <laughs> is and you know fee yeah. only versus fee ba- all the all the stuff right and at the end of the day they just want to know that they're going to be okay so I, yeah. I like that you said that it's it's a commonality between the advisor and the client or the prospect all of them uh, to where they can actually totally. come to this one middle ground and and actually be on the same page so I think that's super well, cool and I like that you said that Brock because I think it is so important for a end user of elements like a a client or even a prospect to be able to understand their finances, right? For them to be able to know what the advisor is asking them to do and to be bought into it. So often the traditional tools that are out there were built for the advisor and with language the advisor understands, not the end client. But elements, anyone could technically take any of the element scores and put them in Excel and do the simple calculation. They literally are a simple calculation, a division calculation. And because you're not Mm -hmm. factoring in inflation and investment assumptions and all these other things that are hard for end clients to understand. I feel like I've heard so many stories of end clients saying, I finally, for the first time, understand my finances. Mm. Like I finally get what you're saying and they can click into the app. They can understand like how these are all, you know, put together, how the financial vitals are put together for themselves. Like they finally are understanding it. And I just think like, that's how we're changing the world. I know I say that and I know that sounds like crazy, but just by helping people understand their money and having like this peace of mind is going to start changing the world of helping people know where their money sits. Yeah, that's a great point. And I mean, I've seen some other systems and they're very clunky and there does need to be some sort of middle ground between the e-money and the planning tool. So you touched a little bit on scaling as far as like the prospect side, like as far as servicing within the current client base. And maybe you're an advisor who's already got a book of business and you're thinking about maybe adding elements in as like a service item or more value add. Like, how about scaling on that side and practice efficiency? Like, what's Elements doing for advisors there? Yeah, it's a great question, Peter. And I'm going to be a little blunt and honest and say Elements probably isn't the best tool right now for service. Now, can you use Elements for service and have advisors for over two years used it for service? Yes. 
Elements is going to help you grow. It's going to help you stand out and get those leads and convert them into paying clients. Now, they're already in Elements, right? So it would be nice to be able to continue to serve them in Elements. We've also heard advisors say, well, my client doesn't want to engage in right capital or they don't even know how to use e-money. So could I continue to engage with my client and have them do this data update, right? Data is always decaying, right? Data maintenance is always an advisor's issue. So can they continue to update their data and do that in Elements, but then still go and run their regular process that they service clients with every day? They definitely can. Now, of course, it's an issue to get the, the... information out of elements and plug it in. Some advisors don't think it's hard. Others complain. We're working to try to get more integrations to write capital and e-money, but we're a small startup and (laughs) lots of them don't want to listen to us. So we're doing our best to work on integrations. Um, We're trying to do what we can. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. We're not probably the best service tool out there. We're a really great growth tool. Yeah. No, I appreciate the transparency there because honestly, anybody that's like, we're great for everything means you're probably not great as nearly at nearly as much as you're saying that you are. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I love the transparency there. Um, is there like a certain demographic or a certain type of like client that you guys fit the best, right? Is it like high earning, not rich yet? Is it high net worth? Is it people that are just kind of getting their start? Is it every kind of everybody within that realm? I mean, are there certain advisors with certain niches or people that they serve that should be thinking about elements more than others? That's a good question. Um, and I'm going to stick to the to just saying I do think on the end client front, I feel like we can apply across the board. I just got off a call today. Um, his name's Emlyn's Miles Mattingly. He yeah. uses elements with retiree only clients, right? And he's loving how it's working with retirees. And I've heard for two years, like elements only works well with accumulators, but here yeah. Emlyn is using it every day with his, and he's going hardcore. He's like, I'm literally changing my practice that if you're not in retirement, I'm not going to work with you. So, and he's using elements. That's his like main, one of his main tools he's using now. And so like, it's obviously working for Emlyn. Now we have other advisors who work with Henry. We have other advisors who are scaling up like 401k businesses. They have an in with 401k participants and they just want to provide a way to provide financial planning and and more, right? More than just the 401k to like 401k participants. So I've seen a number of other advisors create models with elements to serve. I would say they're not a lower demographic. It's a different demographic, right? Than has ever been able to be served today because with elements, a lot of that data maintenance is put on the end client and not on the advisor. So it's easy to go after people like that. But Reese every day serves his high net worth individuals in elements as well. So like I really see the full gamut of people um, that are using elements with clients all across the board. Yeah. For sure. So is there a, is there a learning curve for advisors that are getting on? Like, what does that look like? like what is kind of the onboarding process? Because I can tell you whether it's like something that loads my tweets up for a week or an editing software or whatever it may be. A lot of times there's just a learning curve, right? And it takes yep. time. You're going to get it eventually. Um, but is it pretty easy to learn as an advisor how to use elements or does it take a little bit of practice? Do you guys offer kind of an onboarding? What does that look like for advisors? So I would say I recently joined the CS team as well. So plug to our CS team. We have the best CS team there is out there. We hear all the time from our customers, like, like the people are great. The people who are training me. They truly care. Like we hear that all the time. Like you guys really care about us and helping us adopt. I'm going to say, Brock, you said it too. Learning a new piece of technology is 
It depends on your personality. I don't think it's very fun. It's hard. It's challenging. It's like, where am I going to find the time in my day to like learn this new piece of tech? So yes, are you going to need to set aside a couple hours in your day initially to understand the software? Yes. Like there is a learning tool for every piece of tech out there. Ours is right there with it. Um, I would also couple to that of like the element scores and understanding like the scorecard and how it's put together. Other advisors have said it's this whole new language. It's language advisors understand and use all the time. How it's put together, understanding like your LT, your liquid term is the number of years you can learn off, live off your liquid um, assets. That's all the LT means. So they're very understandable ratios to learn, but it does take, you know, a couple of training sessions, I think, and even some practice sessions to learn. So in terms of training and onboarding, uh, right now we're actually creating an e-learning and probably even by the time this episode airs, we're trying to launch it by the end of June. So um here we are recording the end of June. So I'm sure by the time this airs, we will have launched like our e-learning. So we're gonna have an e-learning format. You have a one-on-one dedicated CSM that helps work with you. I would say in 30 days or less though, you will have been trained. You'll know what you need to know. And then we are still playing with this idea in terms of like community of providing like cohorts and collaboration of providing you like mastermind groups or office hours. We're still toying with the idea of what's the right you know, thing to call this, but groups of other element advisors who are using it so you guys can get together and collaborate and, and learn. But you will never be left alone. Like, like I said, we care and we truly think that this is going to be changing the industry and we want to be there to support you along the way. Yeah. Love all of that. So like, what are maybe some other common objections that you hear from advisors? I mean, this show is directly for fee-only financial planners? Like, what are maybe some hurdles or just common things that you're seeing when, you know, people are considering the elements planning software? Yeah. Um, I think common things are, back to what I just talked about, is time. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it's going to take some time to learn a new piece of tech, even when you're learning Zoom or, like, we're recording on Riverside. I know Riverside is a pretty new startup. Like, it's going to take some amount of time to learn a new piece of tech. Um, and when this is... Uh, more involved in in your client and your prospecting world, right? It's going to take probably a little bit more time than other pieces of tech. I would I would compare it to learning any money or right capital, right? Like it's going to take. That's not a good comparison. I'm sorry. There is so much in money and right capital. That is a wrong comparison to make. Let me rewind that. Um, it's going to take some time to learn. So I think that's the thing. Is a lot of people have just been like. I just don't have the time. Like I'm busy all the time with my current client base and I don't know that I have the time to adopt something new. Um, Other objections are a lot of people I think bought elements because they're like, I just want to start a subscription model. Like I want to serve clients who I'm turning away every day. But again, they don't have the time to create the subscription model. Um, I'd say people who buy elements and want to start incorporating it into what they're currently doing today will, will get up to speed faster because they're using it every day. And then we'll have more success to go and create, you know, a subscription model and something different because they will see the value right up front as to how elements can really help you and change the mindset for you and for your clients. Um, There's two. I think maybe the other objection is people thought it was a planning tool and it's not a planning tool, right? I think we're used in conjunction with planning tools. So those are probably the big ones. Yeah. No, that all makes sense. And that's all stuff that you've already stated. So it seems like you guys have a good grip on who you are and what your identity is, what you're trying to be and what you're not trying to be. 
Um, yeah. and, and for somebody that's been on the other side of it, so my financial planner actually uses Elements. It's been super helpful to be able to kind of go through that process and 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 be able to look at it from the consumer side as well. Um, and kind of where we're hitting the mark, where we might be missing the mark a little bit, and then obviously kind of showing us where we're going to go from there. So I, I have a, a little client testimonial from somebody that's been on the other side of the Elements planning tool, um, and it's been super cool in that way. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, That's great. I didn't even know that. The little plug there. <laughs> I know, the little plug for it. It's it's been cool to see. Um, but but for people that do want to learn more about elements, they want to you know get involved. They want to see if it's the right fit for them. What's the best way for them to reach out to you, or or yeah. or get a hold of the elements team? Yeah, if they're interested in doing a demo and just like learning more about it, the best place is go to getelements.com and right on the front webpage up at the top, there's a green button, schedule a demo. That's the best time. If you have more specific, unique questions to me, I'm always happy to, to talk to anyone and everyone. I love having conversations with advisors. So my email is abby, A-B-B-Y dot Morton, M-O-R-T-O-N at getelements.com. Um, those are probably the best two ways. And I'm awesome. on Twitter and LinkedIn, so you can always find me there. Twitter is Abby Morton CFP. Uh, LinkedIn, I think, also Abby Morton CFP. So feel free to re- reach out there. Awesome. Well, Abby, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you sharing. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Have a good one. You too. Thanks.